Hello and welcome to the Guns Geek Cod Podcast. There we go. Okay, let's start that again. The Guns Geek Cod Hello and welcome to the. Hello and welcome to the Guns Geek Podcast. Cod Yeah, new podcast about fishing. Okay. Last time. Stop saying cod fart. <laughs> oh no, I'm going to move Grim's microphone a little bit. It's not facing you. Okay. Hello and welcome to the go. Guernsey Kicks podcast uh, with me, Gregory Harrison. Today we have Elliot Maris and Graham Jordan. Hello. And um, we also Hello. have <laughs> we also have Naomi Bishop with us today on our roundup of the summer, roundup of the year, from the beginning of the year, roundup summer. And, end of summer wind down. Wind down, that's yeah, it. Yeah, end yeah. of Festival season's coming up. to the end. Everyone's chilling out. Everyone's getting ready to hibernate and eat roast turkey. The nights are drawing in. The nights are drawing in. Winter night- is coming. It is, <laughs> yeah. It's not the only thing. It's not the only thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> On this oh, table. Graham. It's very shiny mahogany table. Mm. It's it a lovely table. It's, so a, they, it's a new table. We feel like we've just gone up in the world. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think this podcast has got that successful that we can be this extravagant. this table, but um, we but have we, got some, um, some carver. We've got some, some rosé carver on the go. We've Chianti. got some white wine. We've got a nice 2015 Chianti for afterwards. I remember when we started all this and it was just tins of beer. Mm. Yeah. It? And now you look around this table and it's... Cla- We've gone up in the world, Chianti, Graham. Chianti, Classico. We've gone up in the world. Cheers, guys. Carver. Cheers. Oh, that's Cheers. Nice. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to go make a cup of tea, actually. All right, oh, good All right ukuleles. You. Bring the tea. That's nice. So, um, podcasts have been fun. Yes. We've had a few guests on. We started, we started off just the three of us, and yeah. then we had and now Joe we're back Long, to just the three of us. And, and back to the just the three of us. No one wants to come on our show. Well, that's <laughs> not true. That's we, not true. We, we, we kind we of did have some, it last minute. Yeah, we did have some contenders who kind of wanted to come onto the show. We have a lot, but it's. I think it's good. We can do a little bit of a roundup. I mean, we've seen there's so many bands. There's been so much on this summer. I feel like it's just not. I'm like, exhausted. Not quite <laughs> yeah, I am pretty much every week we've had something happening. Yeah. Pretty much. What starting with is that the kettle we can hear in the background? Nice. Brilliant. Sorry, sorry, that's not. Um, Chaos Festival, was it that start? That always feels like the start of summer to me. I don't know about you guys, but it's it always still... feels like when like Chaos comes around, and it always comes around quickly, I always know when Chaos is coming around because my very good friend, Mark Hellier, otherwise known as Flexagon, the otherwise known as Stretchy Stuff, starts getting quite focused no I'm just going to say focused he doesn't get stressed out Mark never gets stressed out if you're listening Mark we know you do Um, but he just starts becoming very focused and of course this year for him was a particularly special one because Mechanical Uh, Lobster yeah Yeah, they they came back on the scene I can't believe I missed that one yeah Matt Smart on the last podcast said that that was his standout moment that was definitely one of my standout moments as well that was incredible wasn't it I I had to get out of the front (laughs) of the I was right at the front were you around when Mechanical Lobster were a thing no, First no, no, no. I wasn't born then. I'm very young. <laughs> <Yeah>. and, uh, <laughs> Greg, Greg and, definitely uh, was. But, but at the start, like, I wanted to see this band. I was right <laughs> up there. I was like two songs in. I just got crushed. Yeah, it was Crushed by chaos. lots of people slammed up. I'm, I'm feeble, weak, <laughs> asthmatic, my, my ingrowing toenails. My shins were bruised to fuck. It yeah. was 
brutal. It was it, absolutely brutal. The so crowd Lloyd was Hellier the big did boys. apparently an incredible solo of just yeah, like, where someone yelled at him, <clears throat> me, do a guitar <laughs> solo, and uh, he picked up his beer and just held it in the air. Oh, <laughs> that's classic musician. Yeah, yeah, and nice to see Lloyd out there as well. Mm. I don't know if, if listeners know Lloyd, but his. He's obviously Mark Hellier's brother, but he's so much more than that. But he's, he's a really good guitarist, and we don't get to hear that very often. No, uh, he's from hidden him. in the shadows, isn't he? He's, he a, is. he's a sound tech and a light tech, and he's always hidden behind in the in the uh, in the background. One of those those um, all those scuttling around in the dark to make the magic happen, really. He's but they don't. Guy. Is don't he though? <laughs> yes, he wasn't so nice when he was throwing me in those beanbags by the end of the night. Oh, that's but. true. He was cruel to you. <laughs> Stretchy's brother. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who we found out through the podcast. He's a lovely man. Um, Mark Gew lived with the Helliers when he was like... In a relationship? Or? Well, I'd, I'd like to think so. <laughs> I'd like to picture that in some sort of sitcom. Sick sense. Sitcom. Yeah, it's more sitcom. like a sitcom. Yeah. Like the weird um, version of Friends. But he lived in the granny wing. Mark was saying he lived in the gr- granny yeah. wing with Lloyd and Mark. And they were all together. They were teaching. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it, Mark was teaching and they were doing unspeakable things that Mark wouldn't speak about. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he, 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 you should listen to the podcast, yeah, Elliot. It's I all should. on there. You <laughs> should really listen to these things. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, Mechanical Lobster yeah. at Chaos. Are we all agreed that we feel like Chaos had to miss was out the beginning? On that, but Chaos definitely, I think, is always the beginning of the summer. It feels, it's the warm up. Um, it's, it's, I, I, I think it is my favourite festival. Of the my summer. favourite festival, definitely. I it's love chaos. I think there's something like about it. Why? I don't know. I just feel it's kind of a little, still, still a little bit on the margins, um, and you don't get the same kind of um, uh, crowds going to. It. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. a biker-run festival, isn't it? Really. It so is. it's still got quite a kind of earthy vibe to it. Yeah, the Green Man kind of yeah. organised it so well, don't they? I like it. It's I really like good. It. It's I'm cool. surprised to hear you say that, Mimi, authentic. because I hardly ever see you there. You'd basically come in for the gig on the Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> you go in, you leave. clear the table of your rider, which is mainly cupcakes and tea. <laughs> you play the gig and then you leave. So. <laughs> I'm teasing, of course. You're, you're there yeah, throughout I the whole weekend, aren't I you? Don't yeah, really partying hard in the anymore. Um, in the peace tent. That's because I'm old and <laughs> fragile and I like to come home to a bed. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's quite But right. it is an amazing festival and I love the peace tent. They mm. all do an amazing job. It's like, it's such a good vibe in there all the mm, time. It I is. love it. And I remember the first time I went to Chaos actually, which was... What were your preconceived perceptions of it? Well, I just thought it was a bit of a kind of, I suppose... With, I didn't really think about it too much, but um, I just thought it wasn't for me because it was a bikers festival. Yeah. And I thought maybe it was intimidating, maybe, um, I don't know, I just it wasn't like the family-friendly kind of folk festival. Yeah. Thing. Um, but it actually I think is. There's... But it's very, yeah, it's yeah, even they, more They've friendly. even got a bouncy castle. Yeah. <laughs> Which the folk festival doesn't have, do they have a bouncy castle? I don't think they do, I can't remember them having mm-hmm. They I don't have, no, no, they it don't. It has no, been a problem festival, for chaos over the years. I think that people well, the do castle. think of it big. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, they still they're actually problem. just called beer bellies. I think those <laughs> <are> bouncy castles. <laughs> they think of it as being this mean biker, dangerous, 
sort of festival. And I've, I've heard people say it in the past, like, oh, so-and-so, my mum said, oh, I've got to be really careful if you go up there. And I, I think it's one of the safest festivals you can, you can go to. Everyone kind of is looking out for each other. Mm. And as you say, it, it's the beginning of the summer. It's mm. the beginning of the summer over here. It's in this beautiful location. So I don't know if, if some of you are listening that don't, don't know the Chaos Festival or anything. It's it's a Plymont yeah. Hill in Guernsey, and you just have this view onto the sea, which is stunning. The campsite stunning. is just on really the edge of the cliff, and you can just watch the sunset in front of you. Over it's the west coast, isn't it? Yeah. So you've got the it sunset. gets very windy and quite nippy at night, though. That's mm. for sure. And someone was driving a bike on Saturday morning when I woke up. <laughs> I was trying to what, find through the tents. I was sleeping in my van in the, in the car park okay. and they were just running up and down with this bike and I was trying to find anything I could to throw at them and that was just plastic bags and every time I threw them out the side of the van door they just came straight back in again it's like ah this is not working yeah. it's chaotic, it's chaotic. It's, yeah that's what I was going to say it does feel like it still has a, an element of chaos to it yeah. doesn't it yeah. whereas like a you know um Sark Folk Festival, for example, has become much more family friendly, I suppose. Mm. So mm. it's kind of it's as, well it's more as expected. But I, th- I feel if you go to chaos, there are still kind mm. of unexpected things that happen, love- spontaneity, mm. you know, it's just a bit more kind of on the edge. And they were really nice to us this year as well for going to gigs because they, they raised a load of money yeah, for they, us. Yeah, they raised £200 for us. So yeah, which was amazing. I've got to say, though, that I, I liked what you were saying, Mimi, because uh, I think it does have that edge of chaos about it. Yeah. And their tagline is, we don't play by anyone's rules. Is that correct? Something like Z. that? We don't play by your rules. That's right. We don't With play Z. by your rules. Which I, I love that tagline. <laughs> and uh, My <laughs> first memory of chaos was that we were invited up to play. It was a band called The Damaged Goods, and we were going up there to play. It was on a Sunday, and we arrived... And they're taking everything down. They were completely breaking down all of the tents. What? Yeah, because of high winds. Oh, so, okay. And health and safety. So they may not play by everyone's rules, except for health and safety. <laughs> <laughs> Which just seemed to take the edge of the whole chaotic thing. <laughs> I was speaking to Ozzy Chris, who, who sort of, um, is the main the man chairman. in charge. And... Um, he was just saying how exhausting it is. It's like a festival is so difficult to run. And when they get bigger and bigger like this, it's just so much that by mm. the end of the day, they must be absolutely shattered. Um, and it is, it's so, it's so much to do. It's, it's brilliant though. It's and the Peace so... Tent is such a creative space to play in as well. I mean, mm. it is, isn't it? Yeah. Ladies, commandeered yourself. Graham. You did. You press ganged me. In the peace tent. Yeah. Magic yeah. things happen in that peace tent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, Graham, so, Graham was just playing um, drums in the band who was on Proceedings. Uh, so we just said, yeah. stay. Yeah. And then, <laughs> don't leave. Don't leave. You're but absolutely right. right. I, I, so, I, I just, I just, it's like, it feels like a creative space to play. It Whereas, does. you know, sometimes and gigs playing. can become a bit sterile or venues a bit sterile, but it still feels like you know, things could happen. And play in every sense of the word because one of my other standout moments is that he's playing with John Gollop. Oh, yeah. A fantastic <laughs> local politician uh, because on Sunday afternoons, Johnny O does these family games and the game was pin the peg or something like that. So me versus John in the middle of the peace tent, we all had five clothes pegs in front of us and when they blew the whistle... You have to run and pick up your clothes pegs and then try and <laughs> attach them to the clothing 
or any other body part <laughs> of the, the other person. Yeah. So uh, I'm wrestling with John Gollum on the floor <laughs> with both of It was really quite sexy. It yeah. was amazing. Yeah, really good. So a very creative space yes, and a great place exactly. to play. And, because and, it's to, like an and to experiment, you know. It, feel, it feels <laughs> kind of... Specs. It feels free. It feels... Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't believe that they programmed those the, the little games on the side. Like, um, what, what do they have? Like uh, Pac-Man. Oh yeah, Piece Ten yeah. Pac-Man. It just got yeah. crazier and crazier as you played it. The, to the that team, though. Amazing. I mean, the Piece Ten team did some amazing stuff because we had the um, well, one of the the highlights of Guernsey Guernsey life is the Scarecrow Festival down in mm -hmm. Tortable, <laughs> and the best bit, definitely by far, is always the Piece Ten entry. And it was this year we went down and they recorded like a whole album yeah. of them changing um, classic songs like Prince and stuff to say things about pies. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I can't remember whether it was a year previous or something, they did one on Theresa May yeah. and it was just Theresa May um, running through fields of wheat. <laughs> and it's just, it's so creative. They've had so much time, you can imagine, mm. to get it that to be put on that little show everything yeah yeah it must take hours hours and hours but they do it for a great cause and i think it's brilliant and it was great weather for the chaos of this year as well wasn't it? oh it yeah was, it was really very nice, nice. outside it was the start of that really hot summer we've been blessed yeah. so after chaos what do we what do we have like straight after because there's only a week between isn't it it's chaos yeah, was it the sark summer festival usually we oh, have yeah. the sark folk festival yeah comes the week after but this this year they had a break they had a break which which is they just slept for seven they? years or something. Folk mm -hmm. festival. They've slept for seven. Years. It's you know it's a year preparing. It's one of the slickest festivals I've been to because I mean they've got loads of volunteers and everything, but they just run it like a military operation. Yeah, it's, it's well really well organised. Um, the only festival you can go to where you're guaranteed to get a clean toilet. <laughs> 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 so. Um, and lobster. Yeah, and lobster. The only yeah. festival I've ever been to that sells lobster on the menu. Yeah, that's Lobsters cool. Lobsters and, yeah, fresh, fresh and mussels. <laughs> um, but, so, so folk didn't happen, but yeah. Sark Summer Festival did. Sark Summer, and, yeah. And we interviewed Mark uh, Gu just before that, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and he was great about not shamelessly promoting it, even though we gave him the opportunity As many to. Opportunities I, good. Yeah, I, I didn't think that he, I, I thought he was very respectful there. And uh, But what a great little festival that turned out to be. I didn't festival. manage to go, but you guys go ahead and tell everyone. Yeah, right? we. It was, I, I thought it was a real success. I think it was better because Elliot didn't go. <laughs> I mean, personally, I felt freer. That always helps. Yeah. But I, um, felt, I felt more relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> I could certainly, I could go on Creative. the toilet much easier. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't so tense. Um, it was. You really missed out, Elliot. Yeah. You really, wasn't it great, Greg? But it was a really, really nice festival. Well, it was in I was the, working, um, couldn't, couldn't the field it. opposite the folk festival field, which was a really nice field. The stages were really good. And just the vibe. Yeah. General vibe. It's always exciting. Isn't there? There's something about a new festival when you've discovered it and you've been there. And mm. we talked about this with Mimi in the past and, mm. and things about how Folk Festival was like that the first time you went and it and you feel like you're part of it. Yeah. It's your festival. Yeah. You've, 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 yeah. you've taken point. the risk to go and do it. Um, and that's what the Folk Festival felt like. The yeah. first couple of years. Yeah. It was like, you know, 
You've, just, you've started yeah. it. You started. Yeah, it, yeah, and you were there at the beginning, and you and, and you really didn't make know it how personal. it was going to. Really this is our festival, guys. We own this. We, yeah, but that's, we were here that's first. what put me off about the uh, the summer festival. Was it just felt like it was a kind of reimagining of the folk festival? Really, I don't I think it mean. was. I know what you mean. But I think I, I, people thought it was going to be that, and I think that they got a lot of stuff. And a lot of people I didn't built go, it by up. the way. Um, and I felt it's it's really difficult throughout the year people going oh is it just covering um the folk festival and i thought that as well and i thought oh is it just go- i thought it was going to be a cover band festival and mm, anyone that knows me knows that i disapprove <laughs> um but it so wasn't and it wasn't it really it was wasn't. complete and they pulled it off i mean they've got so much to learn but it's the first festival um, there was a lot of just anticipation about it. There was a lot of reticence that it wasn't the folk festival, and there was some there was some pseudo political stuff as well. So some people mm. said, "Well, it's not the folk festival. Actually, the folk festival guys just need to rest, and it, maybe it's kind of cashing in on that idea." And there was so there was a lot of, like I said, pseudo political yeah. stuff in in the background. One of the most convincing sort of arguments in its favour, I thought, was. You know what? Sark has been so suppressed recently economically by forces just on their doorstep. We won't go into that. But they have been suppressed. Yeah. Like a lot of their businesses have been bought and shut down. For them to step into a music market, that's kind of a good thing. We know the success of the Folk Festival. The guys who organise the Folk Festival need to have a rest, but there was an appetite from the local businesses to try and do something. The Folk Festival's really good because it's got that, you know what you're going for. I think in a festival, it's nice to know what you're going for. You, if you separate too much, the Summer Festival was nice because there's a lot of people out there that don't want don't to listen to folk, folk music yeah. all the weekend. I love it. <clears throat> and I like all the traddy stuff as well. But there's even some stuff in the trolley that I'm a bit like, that's a bit much. <laughs> when they start bringing out the bagpipes, I'm like, put that away, mate. Easy now. Easy now. Easy, Easy now. Now. Coming back to the Sark yeah, anyway, Festival, one, yeah. one of my standout moments there, which kind of like, it kind of ties in with what we were saying, that the, it felt very new and that they were trying it and it wasn't the Folk Festival, but they were trying it for the first time, was that one of the main organisers, a guy called Simon, who part of it was on his land, I think, um, helped to push it forward, helped to organise the whole thing. I was particularly impressed that on, I think it was the Sunday morning. Um, so imagine a festival site, no matter how big or small the festival is, but a festival site on a Sunday morning. Um, it's trashed from the night before. <laughs> Simon was there with his marigolds on cleaning out the toilets. Really? I mean, that's... Yeah. Is that the chocolate man? Humble. Step it, yeah, that's chocolate <laughs> is man. Is that how he makes his chocolate? Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but that, is that stepping up to the mark? That, yeah, That really. is really that's kind of dedication. getting your hands dirty. And yeah, okay, maybe he's trying to save money from getting cleaners in, but... I, by the by, you yeah. don't you don't do that unless you actually genuinely, genuinely care, care about yeah, something. Sure. I think they genuinely cared. All power to um, them. They, there, was a, there was a massive team behind... And there was a really nice vibe. We went back on the stand-up moments, and that was the Sunday night. So we played with the Will Wild Band. Oh yeah, um, mm. at the Bel Air Rex were playing, and Will Wild, and they were fantastic as well. Great, like really good blues band. Sunday night, you're sitting in the pub after the weekend, and they're just he's smashing out those harmonica tunes, and it's just perfect. The, the weather was perfect. Everything—it's like it was one of those hot. magical moments, 
and we all went back to the festival site to the to the campsite um where no tents have been put up i think for some i remember seeing this picture on facebook <laughs> oh are we talking about greg's tent Gre- technique what, greg's tent bag. just throw it on you i'm not going to put it all up just for one night mate you don't do poles do you you no. don't believe in tent poles no, it's just, just a waste you, of my time, just, especially in You so- get it out of the bag, and then you just wrap it around just yourself. I woke up the first night, and I, in Sark, <laughs> it gets really cold when the wind comes in, because you're on an when island. When you have no tent, it gets very it gets cold. really yeah. cold. <laughs> so I, I, we were sat around the tents and drinking drinking wine and whatever and having a chit-chat. How can um, you sit around the tent when you don't have a tent? <laughs> what, I was... I was <laughs> lying inside mine like a cocoon and I had my Guernsey jumper on and my trousers and everything so I was really nice and warm and nice and snug but then the day after it was baking hot and I started getting sunstroke from this I woke up and I was (laughs) I couldn't breathe and thankfully Mr. Dave Etherington the star had put an umbrella next to me to cover me from the sun and a bottle (laughs) of water with a Barocca in it but when I woke up to find this thing and I didn't see it was a Brocco and he was looking out for me it looked like someone had left me a bottle of piss right next to my face (laughs) (laughs) and it was either a bottle of piss or the leftover wine from the night before that had to be attacked first (laughs) to help me survive this heat wave (laughs) cool it was brilliant and there was this great there was such a good all the volunteers there and everything we went back on the Sunday night after the gig and everyone's like all the leftover kegs are there so it's, it's finishing off keg time and stuff like that and it was just such a lovely atmosphere and you could see and Mark Gear was there as well and we were all sitting around and just playing the guitar uh, Mark Gear got on and played us a couple of tracks as well but you could see that all the crew was shattered mm. all the volunteers were shattered all the bands were shattered but we still relentlessly stayed up till about five in the morning and just play guitar and, and drunk some drunk some Piss. brews and <laughs> some barocas yeah. <laughs> and it was just this perfect moment it was I think that's the those special moments in those festivals is the ones and as I said it's like the first festival so it's even more interesting and, yeah. and it was a really nice vibe everyone was there and no one cared about lending a hand or, or personal hygiene or personal hygiene did, did they have like tense. little things <laughs> to do like uh, around the festival so I saw like there was some sort of ball pit with yoga balls or something like that in it, which looked incredible. There was um, what they called them, the big uh, space, space hoppers. Space hoppers, that's what it was. So there was a thing of space hoppers. <laughs> it was incredible. There was a girl on one of them at one moment listening to, I think it was Wonder Guys, and she was jumping up and down this space hopper, <laughs> like mad to the music for hours and hours. It was crazy. It was really yeah, good. I remember seeing, I remember seeing a, a punter on the Saturday afternoons just before the football match so England were playing someone the Englands were playing another team <laughs> and they happened to win which was very good for the festival but I just remember seeing this woman basically bouncing from one end of the field to the other with a massive smile on, on her face <laughs> she going to meet her friends but travelling via space <laughs> I mean, that's great the, that should be the new way to get I think the there was a lot of theories that weekend about yeah. how we should stop all cars yeah. and just introduce space hoppers because no one Everyone could ever be miserable going to work on a space <laughs> hopper. <laughs> For sure. I don't know why we yeah. don't film with helium though. That would be, be really good. So from the heat of the Sark Summer Festival, which was what, the beginning of July was that? Mid-July. Uh, no, mid-July, wasn't it? It was so, beginning yeah. July. It was just after chaos, a couple of weeks That's after right. chaos. Yeah. And then we had... Well, the next outdoor festival was VEF. Fair love, fair. Is that right? 
Uh, yeah, I'm sure, sure there was between. something else in between, but oh, we have Rocket Regatta as well. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, 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 which is always fun. Which was sunshine as well this year. Beautiful blistering day. Which um, it wasn't the previous years, and that it just makes such a difference, doesn't it? Mm. Soon as the sun's out, everybody's out, Woo. and it's great. I mean, we ran out. Verlasco were running a stage. Um, I was running the bar there for them. Yeah, how was that? And we went. We just ran out of everything because it was sunny. All the families were out. We wow. were running out of coke. We were running out of booze. Everyone was having a great time, and it's beautiful down there. So well. you're selling coke and booze, great. Coke and booze. It's really all the kids good. were out as well, huh? Cool. But yeah, and, and what bands were playing? Um, who was on? God, Mark he, Guppy. Oh yeah, he's Mark. Been doing a lot. He's, he's been doing always this year. Yeah. Mark really been doing there. a lot. About. He's been working tirelessly. In fact, mm. he writes some great songs as well. Mark does. Oh, he's he yeah. Really does. I really like it. He's got. A, he's got that. He's got a really nice timbre to his voice. Timbre. Yeah. See, yeah. This, it's drinking all this Chianti and stuff. We've suddenly oh, gone up in the world, genre. haven't we? Genre. We'll be saying genre, genre next week. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Mark's been doing So, Mark, uh, Honest Crooks. Oh, they've been killing right, it this year And as well. they've smashed yeah. it out. I think definitely one of the, if not top band of the of the summer this yeah, year. Absolutely, sure. yeah. They've, they've killed it. They've played so many gigs, but they are tight as really really good mm -hmm. and since the introduction of getting that saxophone key player they I mean it's just taken it to another level it just feels so full the sound it's really thickened it up and, mm -hmm. and yeah it's really yeah they, they are they, they're killing it at the moment um, but yeah Rock and Regatta awesome one and then we got to Vale Earth Fair, I think and the weather went to crap so I was running the house stage and I had hot plastic over from Jersey who yeah. were Awesome, absolutely awesome band. Oh, that's Nick Dinney's band. Nick Dinney, yeah. who we had on the podcast, and we had Lord Vaporon just before with their new um, lineup thing, which is like the psychedelic one. There's a six, seven of them on yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah, It's crazy. Awesome. They were fantastic, but they're both going up to me, and I'm like, what What do we do? And I'm thinking, well, I, I don't know. It's raining so much. All the gear's getting wet. We don't know what to do. It's all yeah. cramming in. So I'm just throwing people onto the stage, and I think, well, what can we do? Well, I'll just try and pile people on stage with you so they can hear the music and then wrap tarp around the stage <laughs> and tarp you into the stage. And that's what we did. We just like pile, and people were cramming in and every corner they could possibly get yeah, onto the there, stage. There were more people on the stage than, than off the stage. Than off the stage <laughs> and just tarping them in with big sheets of tarp to try and keep the water out from damaging the gear. And there's this amazing moment, which is my favorite bit where Nick's kind of shouting at me and we've had water damage and I found out what it was. It was the speaker that water got into the speaker and blown all the cardboard inside it. Oh no. And so it was fuzzing out like crazy and he's shouting at me. I'm like, I don't know what it is. It's an XLR. It's an XLR mm. cable that's going wrong. And, I, and I'm trying to get to it because there's so many people on the stage and I'm mixing side of stage, which doesn't help because you can't hear anything. So all the people in the cone are just like... All the cone are just fallen apart oh. and I ran in and I'm trying to change it and at the same time Nick's giving me some room so he jumped on top of like two amplifiers and he's just surfing these amplifiers like mad and just riffing so good and I'm like frantically putting out XLRs here and there and the other guys are moving out the way and people are trying to like throw everyone got really involved in trying to make it happen can I just pause you for a second <laughs> this, is, this is so an anxious for me right now I just need to take Hi. a moment 
<laughs> it was so anxious. Yeah, I really felt for you, Greg, actually. Yeah. Because, I'm um, not stressed out that much. You know, those situations where something's not working and you don't know if it's a cable, you don't know if it's a plug, you don't know if it's your instrument. Mm. And, you know, usually it's a, everything a, dodgy, was a dodgy XLR or something like that. And, you know, you just can't figure <laughs> out what it is. I don't know. I don't know. And the band were in the middle of the set and the rain was absolutely torrential. It was crazy. There's a and moment there was, in the like, morning. And he that couldn't we... get across because everyone was just like tarped into this tent. It was just. Just before Lord Vapor, we had like, because the stage is set up like a living room. (laughs) So we had like a couch in it and bookshelves and stuff. And and Lord Vapor couldn't fit in with all the people on stage. We couldn't fit anything in. So we had these like house DJs DJing in between. And as soon as one of the bands finishes, house DJ slapped it in. And we had this really hardcore liquid going. And then people like lifting up couches, trying to throw them outside of the stage so that we could get people onto the stage. <laughs> it was crazy. And then halfway through the morning, state that the roof started leaking. So at the same time as someone's playing acoustic, all this beautiful acoustic music, Dave's on the roof with me legging it up, <laughs> drilling down bits of wood to try and get the stage. Wow. It was crazy. I, I only stressed out once until the end of the night, which was at 10 o'clock in the morning when nothing was happening. Because I didn't get a sound, a proper sound system till four, five o'clock in the afternoon, and the stage had been running from twelve. And all we did is run through this little fishman amp and stick the monitors through an XLR into the back, and then put them outside so people could hear outside. But the problem is, because it's going through two different mixes as well, is that one speaker was giving you vocals and the other guitar, so we had to orientate them in the right angle so you were getting a generally good sound. So it was just Dave walking around with this monitor (laughs) and me standing back going, just about there, just about there. Yeah, that's all right, that's working, let's go for it, man. It is crazy, it's really good. It's like the people that pull together in those situations and and no matter what, the music must go on, the show must go on. And all the bands were absolutely phenomenal they just they just went with it and saw that we were all just i sat down at 10 o'clock on that sofa on the stage and just went oh fuck this <laughs> there was one moment of just i can't do this i can't i'm exhausted i can't and then as soon as everyone arrived and you see everyone motivated it's like yeah let, let's yeah, smash uh, it out the power of the people yeah. yeah and then it just all went through bit of a bunker party sat in my tent to keep an eye on it in the evening and made mini cheddar sandwiches <laughs> I think I saw you outside the view at the loose stage sort of in the mid afternoon and you just looked like you needed a break you, you, were, you were exhausted starting to get that and it hearing you talking so about it now it's a bit like listening to a trauma victim talking about yeah I mean it's been you, you didn't see many of the other bands then did you you were I just got, I did, stuck I can't on the leave stage. that stage yeah, yeah, yeah. People don't see, I think that's one thing about festivals, when you run it, is a lot of people see the show. We've talked, I think we've talked about this briefly before, is how people expect you, you go up, you play an hour show, and then you get off stage and it's all over. But it's months and months of organizing. It's weeks beforehand setting up. It's weeks after packing up. It's so much work. And then when you're there, you've got to be there all day. Someone's drunk, everyone else is having a great time, but anything that happens especially when you've got people on your stage next to thousands of pounds worth of gear mm-hmm. and you're on a limited budget anyone can get drunk and fall on something or tip yeah. beer down it or it goes out of hand you've got to be on the ball constantly um 
Which is nice. I mean, you've got to enjoy a bit of stress, I think, to be to be in it. But it's, so what was um, your um, what was your standout gig? Yeah. There was the French band. I can't remember their name. Transant. 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 Yes, yeah. they were hilarious. Amazing. I thought they were brilliant. So good. Yeah. They were all wearing white turtlenecks. That's right. So French. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a little... Um, like, so then you can tell a French band from a mile off, I can't just, you? I just, Brilliant musicians. I mean, well. I just, they just came out of nowhere, really, because I was just wandering around, as you do at a festival. There was a, a momentary lapse in torrential rain. <laughs> and so everyone had come to watch this band. And they were just really entertaining, yeah. really funny. And they... Uh, yeah, faces. I mean, that there are... The, you know, I think there's a, a tradition of, of comedy in, in metal music, right? Yeah. Just kind mm. of taking the piss out of themselves a bit. Death yeah. but metal. You, you can't take you can't take yourself seriously if you're doing that sort of thing because when when you do, then people take the mick out of you. If you're taking the mick out of yourself, yeah, no one. No they were very you. good. Are you yeah, thinking about some local bands when you're thinking about that? And no, there's, there's so many ba- like all the like um, you know bands that paint their faces and go on stage and try to look as big and scary as possible. No one just takes the piss out of them because <laughs> they, they're like they just look ridiculous. But as soon as you do it in a funny way, people yeah. can't yeah, take the piss out of you because they know that you're in on the joke. Yeah, and you still get that you know the meanness yeah you still get that kind of opportunity to express mm. the meanness yeah, but yeah. it's just funny as well yeah it's what so was your um elliot what was your standout gig i mean we talked about transat yeah i mean they were amazing but, but i i really enjoyed um byzantin netbeard later on ah, in the that evening was the last yeah. act on the view yeah, the that was stage. really really good yeah view just, the loo. yeah they just were heavier than i've ever seen them ever they're just okay. ridiculously heavy i don't know what they've done I think they've tuned down even further if that's even <laughs> possible. The lowest baseline yeah. in the world. It's just it's just subsonic frequencies. And it was great brilliant. guys, yeah. really great just, guys. I worked with them as they were setting up, and they're just really professional and really just good nature. I was kind just of stood guys. at the front, just vibrating and enjoying it. You know, oh, I wish just letting I'd it seen. like. And how was their crowd? Because again, the rain was uh, the, the coming rain down. Was, was... Yeah, the rain was coming down, and everyone was um, sort of making their way home at that point. But there was a few dedicated few at the front that were just going mental for it. It Fantastic. was fantastic. Yeah. yeah, really. I think really there good. is a lot of um, people that have sort of teamed together after this year because Verafe is the longest going festival in 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 forty two years. Forty two years. Yeah. I think it's the longest going festival in the in the Channel Islands completely, including Jersey and stuff. And they think it's only um it's only the Olympics that have actually been going for longer, I think. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and yeah. someone talks about some Glastonbury or something or other, some kind of festival in the UK which has been going for a while. Um but it's pretty much the Woodstock of the Channel Islands. And so much going um, on in such a small space. A lot of people, right. small people, very little amount of people put in so much for that festival, and then they just donate the rest to charity. So mm. yeah, all these charities three, and three great charities you've got are the Burma campaign. So you know horrible things going off in Burma, which is a military-run organisation suppressing uh, the people. Free Tibet, of course. Yeah. Um, just trying to. Get, I think that's about free-range farming in Tibet. I think that's Give what that's about. Free um, and then obviously Bridge 2, which is uh, yeah. a, a local charity, yeah. which is about, I think, building a bridge between Guernsey and Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be now Tunnel 2. I think that's, that's what we uh, They do. did some great, great work. And unfortunately, that's it with festivals organising. If you don't get the numbers, then you're you're down. It's a, it's a complete failure. And, yeah. and um, 
a lot of people have it's been nice to see a lot of people get together to make sure that the Vale Earthquake can cover their costs and keep going again and yes, keep going next year St. because Sound of St James have said they're, they're going to donate their donate. Uh, proceeds I to, wanted to talk about to Sound Earthquake, because yeah. uh, one of our podcasts the Going to Geeks podcast was the Sound uh, podcast which yeah. was all afternoon I mean that was a Af- stand up yeah. summer yeah. highlight for me personally getting burnt to shreds up <laughs> on that balcony <laughs> no, at John and Annie's place <laughs> where we, we interviewed Islestone yeah Killing it oh. right now. You guys yeah, said that. We, we saw them again. last night. Oh my God. Trav, um, found yeah. Vice. We talked to uh, Kai Ashton. We talked yeah. to uh, Zach. You know. Uh, so much promising stuff. Fantastic yeah. musicians. There's, Ridiculously good. There's three that really stand out in that group is Track Not Found, obviously. We've talked about them numerous times before. Yeah. They just came off their um, England tour, their first tour ever. And so I. They, those guys are going to be, just gone from strength gonna be strength brilliant. Well. Vice has got great. Mm-hmm. And then Islestone last night. Yeah, my God. Was fucking brilliant. Mm. I'd, they I'd, are I'd not seen them hot. before. And, and <laughs> How'd you not? No, no, no. I, oh, I, I saw them at Chaos. I, they were great. I, I hadn't, uh, I, again, I was working the first day of Chaos, so I didn't get a chance to see them there. Um, and Greg just said to me, check out this bassist. He's shit hot. And yeah, then, and, then, and their drummer, then, uh, yeah, well, yeah, and, then, and, and their drummer, and their guitarist, like all of them, yeah. like are just yeah. fucking shit hot. And and uh, as soon as they, he started like kicking out some Wolfpack at the end of it, and I was like, oh my god, yeah, they like, did Dean Town by yeah, Wolfpack, yeah. like the whole song, and yeah. it's like, oh shit, like that is, like yeah. I can't pull that one off, man. Yeah. I, no I way. Any basis that can pull that one off. <laughs> hats off, hats they off. Were, yeah, yeah, really, really good, really, really. But that right. was a that was a good fun podcast that kind yeah, of yeah. led to a bit of a jam session yeah. at, at the end. And if we it's think of fun. some of the jam sessions that have been going on over the summer, that's been great. Like so, yeah. going to gigs have been doing fairly regularly. You introduced the the jam night, uh, the jam night. Yeah. At, at the, so how's that been going? That was that great fun. We had we had good? another one on Friday. That was brilliant. That was Friday. Really good fun. It's debating on whether we do two next year rather than three. Oh, really? Because we did three this year. It's, it's a lot of work. We had a and, really and good a one. Lot of stuff on. Are you going to stick to Tuesday nights? Friday. Oh, no, I'm the talking jam. about oh, oh, the, the Unplugged yeah, unplug oh, Nights. Oh, I'm talking oh, about that. Oh, no, the Unplugged Nights have been really yeah, successful. Yeah, they've been really good. Great, because yeah. that's about churning out new music as well. Yeah, for sure. It's really good. <laughs> yes. We've got the the calendar that we're, we're going to get together. We're talking about. Oh, day. what's the calendar idea? Please tell me. That sounds so, really good. Um, Is this something that people might be able to buy as a Christmas present? They can people? buy it as a Christmas <laughs> present. Everyone should buy one. So this sure. is like a 2019 Guernsey Gigs calendar. That what? What could people yeah. see on that? I mean, because we we don't get up to much, so we try and find ourselves more stuff to do. And we thought it'd be really good if people can send in the dates for major events, like then we can festivals. put them into the calendar. There's something that really happens over here all the time, which is so frustrating. Is people trying to book events or do things, and we cut on that audience. I always think you mm. you know you've got two major bands playing stuff, on yeah. such a small island. All right. Then they just you just cut up your audience. No one really makes good profit out of it. No one has a full crowd or anything. So trying to work more together. Um, so are you looking for people to to send in whatever events we've got? Sartfest festival dates in there. We've got Bella Fair. All these, all these events. 
But anyone can send in their dates. Yeah, um, even like weekly uh, sort of unplug nights and stuff or all this. nights or whatever. So we've got the um, unplug night up there. We've got the jam nights in there. Yeah. But anyone else that's doing stuff with it, it's the so dog house so all the dates up on the calendar, like yeah. the yearly calendar, yeah. it would it would avoid... Uh, it, would, it would just like help people plan out what they're going to do and, and not make to sure match things, things up. And also make sure that they get to the events. So many and, people yeah, forget. What a, what a great way to just remember all of the events of the year. Yeah. If they're printed in your calendar. The that's one that going we hear the most themed. is, oh, I always hear there's something going on, but I always hear about it the week after. Yeah. Mm. And it's like... Mm. No excuse if it's in there the year how, before. Yeah. <laughs> how is your, you can plan out your year. There's no more excuses. How is your Guernsey Gigs calendar online going? Yeah, is yeah it cool? we, we got it back up and running and it's all, it's all going strong. Yeah. yeah. Um, so do people send you in stuff yeah, we, like we continuously? Yeah, we get messages through yeah. Facebook all the time and people uh, post stuff on our Facebook group and we just add it to the calendar. Cool. They um, just need to create an event. Yeah. That's all. If you've got a Facebook event, we'll uh, add it to the calendar. And, and how about pictures for this for this calendar that you're producing? Well, we Christmas just thought present or sexy pictures of Greg. <laughs> it could be. Or yes. I understand that you want to sell it. So oh. you, you want people to buy yeah, it? Yeah, sexy pictures are great. It, it, yeah, yeah. it could just be so different pictures of my previous lives. Greg's previous lives, yeah. If anyone's got any good, he was a good pictures of gigs for like 2018 or yeah. any other gigs, then to send them into yourself. Yeah, yeah, send, us, send us your pictures and we will consider them for the calendar. That sounds great. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Um, so what else happened? I mean, Pride happened this year as well, yeah, wasn't it? And Pride, a... which seemed to me have a bit more maturity Presence. about it in some ways. There was a lot more people. Yeah. And uh, I think they, they, I think I overheard someone saying that they doubled their crowd from last year. Which is great, Huge, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And they had some great acts over as well, didn't yeah. they? Pride was really good, and North Show was really good as well. Yeah. I didn't expect North Show. I just, it was my first experience of North Show. Where was North Show? North Show is in Summeray Park. Oh yeah, okay. And I expected it to You've be. Had, have you never been to a North Show? I have before? never been because I'm not really a girl, so um, it's all it's all new for me. And I expected a bit of a village fate, so I was expecting a few chickens, maybe a donkey. <laughs> and I came in, and there was all these like lights and fun fairs and like this huge like bunch of like people being thrown up and down on these machines and everything just eating a packet of wine gums as well so i was feeling a little <laughs> bit sick by all of it but <laughs> and a bit high and a bit high mm. and it was amazing it yeah. was really really good such a great like another great event um, so, um we, haven't, we haven't even done roots yet God, we haven't done Roots yet. We no. so, yeah, we should talk about Roots. That was great. <laughs> roots was amazing. <laughs> I think that, that's possibly one of my favourite festivals. Yeah. Why? Uh, just, it feels, it still feels like, uh, um, like, like Moon was saying about um, Chaos, it still feels like it's kind of early stages with it. I mean, they've been going for, I don't know, how many years? Like four, four years, four years now, maybe. Yeah, they, they they still feel like they're like building on it and like improving it and adding stuff to it. No, I think that this it might be three years, years now. Yeah, that, I think it was the this third was one. The third year, just yeah, gone. yeah. They, but, but yeah, the whole thing has just got so many little cool things happening and workshops and like bits and bobs. It was definitely the booziest one I've been at. Yeah, I think it was actually Personally, genuinely yeah. one of the booziest festivals I've ever been to. Every band uh, that played was really drunk. It was Great. everyone. <laughs> everyone. It was such a nice atmosphere. Everyone was really happy to be with everybody there. All the bands as well, because it came to the end of the summer. I think there is something because everyone's playing together, and 
they meet up and um, they sort of spend more time together. So at the end of Roots, it's kind of like the finalising. That's the last one of the summer. Everyone, it's, it's more got, like hanging out. It's got a particular feel to it. Yeah. When I, I remember walking onto the site and it just felt like a massive private party in yeah. someone's Just for field. all music lovers. Like, music. It was like uh, the old green gatherings when I was living in Kent, you know, with the green green party and Friends of the Earth. It was a real hippie hangout with a touch of workshops and uh, it's got this permaculture kind of feel to it as well. So there was a lot going on, which was absolutely brilliant. And it was quite boozy. Uh, yeah. One of the things I noticed as you walked into the field from where the artist comes, there was obviously the gin pixies had been there because there was a bottle of gin and a bottle of tonic. You could just, <laughs> you could just help yourself to a what? gin and tonic. Yeah, where? just in where, where the hedge. In the hedge. In the hedge. In the hedge on a Sunday morning. So someone had left that yeah. there so for I themselves. Walked in and you 10 just o'clock on yourself. a Sunday morning, there was some gin and tonic there. Just <laughs> help yourself with. It was great. <laughs> there was something so very relaxed about vibe. It. Really relaxed vibe. And the, and the sun was there again. Yeah. This is what made it. It after, was the only one that we had was Bad Earth Fair. Otherwise, this summer's been incredible. For like the weather has been amazing. Everyone like really, really loved it. Sock Roots was amazing. There was one highlight, and there's an amazing picture. And I wasn't there at the time, so I missed out on this. Unfortunately, having to work was Henry Fears from Lord Vapor falling through the stage. <laughs> And it, it, it is a brilliant photo. Yeah. Can we post that photo on, on the Guernsey? Yeah, I'm sure we can. Yeah. We, we can, we can make that work. <laughs> so Henry went through the stage. Le- not, not just like put his foot through the stage, like his whole body went through the stage. Oh my God, <laughs> what, like the opposite of rising up through the stage. Yeah, it was. Like, we're doing <laughs> classic rock god kind just of like. Just like trap door opening and him disappearing. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Yeah. God, that must have been funny. <laughs> And so, so and then, then I understand they had to repair the stage during yeah. during their Mid-set, set. Someone come up with a drill and just slap it's a Earth bit of wood. all over again. <laughs> like real good festivals are the ones where you have to start repairing the stage midway through. The show must go good on. Good fun. <laughs> but I, I think that was, I think I think partly because the um, all the bands were running slightly late on the Saturday. Yeah. Uh, I think all the bands got like boosted up, ready to play, like to that drunken state where, you know, you're like, you've got a bit more confidence, you're like ready mm-hmm. to kick yeah. out the jams. And yeah. then an hour later. You've timed your alcohol intake yeah. just to the right level to get on stage. <laughs> yeah. You're and, not and too give drunk, it, give it but you've all... got the creative Yeah, and you can play, flowing. you can yeah. still play. Did you properly. play very drunk, Graham? I heard that you were shit faced. <laughs> <laughs> I was shit face. Wait, I, was, uh, I was a leading Thank God somewhere. for muscle memory. <laughs> yeah. So apparently we were fine. We, you we, guys we, were we awesome. Had a we had a roller coaster kind of. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've heard. Well, not to like, us. I just remember having a great time, and and, and the tent was full. It was yeah. a full. It was tent. really good. It was really really good. There was good all joke. sorts being thrown on the stage. Hay I got to and get hula hoops and hats. Yeah. And they brass. carried me Steve to the stage. Steve ended up playing his guitar with a hula hoop. Yeah. I mean, he instead of a plectrum, he used a large plastic. Hula hoop <laughs> as, a, as a pleasure. I thought you meant a crisp, but and no, he, no, and no, no, that that would be funny as well. Uh, Not quite as showy though. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> like quite small but scale. That's, but that's roots, though, isn't it? Yeah. And and it was it was sad no to rules. to one of the organisers after they they lose money on that festival. Really? Like, yeah, yeah, because. They just do. It costs a lot to put those things. Who's on. losing oh, wow. the money though? Um, Who's got the money to lose? 
Uh, well, uh, I think the their individual time. So they, the organisers, live there and work there, and the time that they should be earning money, doing their business, they're not doing their business because they're carting gear backwards and forwards. Right. So yeah, that's uh, I remember one guy, uh, the principal organiser. I don't want to mention his name, but he was saying that he did in one day sixty tractor rides back oh. to forwards and they build everything mm. a bigger so, so when they're building everything and driving stuff and organizing stuff they're not actually earning money mm. yeah. they're not actually earning an income for themselves to buy bread and soup and especially in Sark where it so is very difficult I can imagine that's where you lose money because you, you've not got the income whilst you're putting on a party for people mm. and what they need is for people to buy tickets and to go for it so if they if they had a thousand people there he said they would have broken even they would have been okay it'd be worth doing it next year and it was, they weren't the ticket sales. The lineup going this year was. I bet you can't speak on their behalf, but would, would they be open to having people help out, helpers coming along and, and setting up with them? And I don't know if they've got. I have a team no of idea. People, I mean, or, if people want to write yeah. into us here yeah. at Guernsey Gigs, I'm sure we can pass that on and, yeah, yeah. and and be a conduit to make that happen. Because I'm sure around this table, we we all agree that such should oh, happen every. Their year. lineup yeah. this year was definitely one of the strongest lineups mm. of most of the festivals over here yeah it had some really cool interesting bands from the uk coming over mm. um there was there was that russian folk singer that i I, oh, I think i mentioned last time but like she was incredible Just, really really different yeah really really um uh, it, was, it was a band i spoke to um you mimi about um what's the name of the band in bag wisdom. In bag wisdom, and we oh, spoke to them that night, and mm. I said to them, "Oh yes, my partner. She's she told me she met you guys as the ukuleles." Like, no way, the ukuleles. Yeah, we saw them. <laughs> yeah, when in we were, Bristol. When we were in Bristol, we did a gig at the, uh, this little arts cafe, and uh, yeah, and they were there, and I was sure I was talking to the guy afterwards. Um, and saying, oh, you know, we're from Guernsey, blah, blah, blah. There's a, you know, an island called Sark very near. It's absolutely beautiful. You should come and visit. And I follow them. And I just noticed that they were going to go and play at the Sark Roots Festival. Yeah. And I wonder if it was because, we- I mean, there are quite a few Bristol, Guernsey, Sark connections anyway. Um, but I wonder if it was because we mm. mentioned that. I don't know. It could well be. It could, it could easily be. What you be. said stuck in their mind. They may have seen something. Yeah, yeah, I remember maybe. hearing about that. Well, I think maybe. there's something about the Sark kind of connection when people realise what it costs as artists. We had um, was it the year before uh, some friends of mine from New Zealand always have artists that are coming through and they always send something through. And I said, well, you could do Sark. It's, it's never a big moneymaker or anything, but it's... It's somewhere you can go and, and those guys will put you up and leave. you can have a week in Sark mm. instead of pay. And when they sort of see the place and get there and write and things, it's like, it doesn't matter. I just want to go and spend a week yeah, and over there because it's such the, a special place. That's one mm. of the amazing but, things about being able to travel with your music though, isn't it? It's often not what you get paid. It's the yeah. places that you can go and the people you can meet and if you the cover doors your costs, that are opened. It's always so much more than just a business transaction. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. something more special than that, isn't it? We've brought this topic up a few times, Mm. like bands getting played, and we've Mm. had the girls had on the Pod Not Found had Mm. some backlash, I think, from talking about them as as 
like saying that they wouldn't they didn't need to get paid and stuff and yeah um there's been numerous like things and this ongoing facebook thing it should get bands get paid um and they definitely should but it's not as easy it's not black and white i don't think yeah it's how you get paid i think i mean um uh, for a lot of bands that played say Sark Roots so we, we were just talking about the fact that Sark Roots lost money because it costs stuff to put on um, a lot of the bands from the Channel Islands were happy to pay because they had their travel paid for they could camp in a field they had some beer vouchers they were going over for a good time anyway and they wanted to yeah. be part of it the expenses I, were I, covered I think there's very few bands who want to be on that stage because they think they're great yeah. and they think that other oh, speak people should hear their music. <laughs> I think it's just because we love the whole gig scene, we enjoy playing music, yeah, we exactly. can be part of that in some ways that we definitely want to go. Yeah, I mean, exactly. to a certain extent, it comes down to supply and demand, really, doesn't it? Re- it? I mean, does. it's black and Absolutely. white like that. It's yes. like, if you're willing to go and yes. not get paid, then, you know, totally. of course, people are going to take advantage of that. Yeah, um, yeah. But there's a certain extent, I think, that there is a very strong music community here, and especially at the moment, after this summer, I've seen it kind of grow over the last couple of years, but there's a real nice um, vibe between the bands, and you can tell who's getting paid, who's not, and and that sort of kind of stuff. But there's certain festivals that the locals will the local bands will go and play for free because they know that they're going to have to pay the UK bands. It costs so much. It's not the same as living in England. I, I think it's it's a bit of a weird thing, though, because, like, um, when you start off playing, every, you know, you don't form a band and start playing gigs unless you're passionate about it. And that passion is what drives you to do it. Um, so you're not going to care when you start off about getting paid because you want to... You know, yeah. you, you want to do it and you want to get your name out there. You want the opportunity you know, to, 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 yeah, hear, so, to hear what it sounds like live. Yeah, exactly. So uh, when you're younger, like you, you, who cares about being paid? You just want to get out there and do it for fun. The, there is a certain amount of truth in, I think, in validation. You, yeah, exactly. You want to know that what you're putting into your instrument is appreciated in yeah, some ways. Exactly. And that, I don't think that's necessarily about validation from a vain point of view. It's not no. about that you want ego recognition but it's about is what i'm doing valid yeah does it does it does it contribute in some ways to this whole thing of what music is you you see other bands out there playing and you want to be like them and you want to do what you want to do what they're doing and you want to be recognized on you know in that same sort of like i can do that too and i'm I'm, you know want to be out there and having fun and that looks that looks amazing i want to do that basically i think the money Um, gets involved when you start doing the shit gigs yeah well well well, that's exactly (laughs) what i was about to say like as soon as you start getting paid for it it becomes a job and you have to treat it like a job hallelujah so you you it goes from being something Mm. that's really fun that you really want to do to to become a business you have to be very professional about it turn up on time bring bring that's the issue isn't it it's like once you start getting paid you have to do things like turn up on time your equipment has to work you have to know all the words. Let's be fair. You have to have a stagecraft. But you know, see, you, I you get have really to annoyed practice. when people don't do it. Yeah. 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 Because there are definitely a bunch of bands over here that should be should be getting paid, but might, might not be because they're not as professional on turning up on time yeah. and bringing their own equipment. They're borrowing stuff. They're like you know, it costs a lot of money to put on a show. Yeah, exactly. But I and, think you've got to put your foot down as well, right? Yeah. I mean, you've just got to say, and people will always want live music. Um, 
and it's a massive money maker for yeah. um, you know venues and and for pubs um so you do have to kind of put your foot down and i reckon that a lot of people if they were assertive enough um would be surprised yeah at what people would uh, you know just like well no i'm sorry um we can't just play for free um even even if it's a gesture yeah. of of goodwill to, to give a band something to play i think that is enough um you've got to remember that in all the creative arts industries, people work a lot for free, yeah. you know, because yeah, a lot definitely. of people want to do it. So there is a natural balance there in supply Isn't and demand. The three point, three point rule is that it's like either the money is really good, either um, it's the exposure is really good. Yeah. So we talk about exposure, but there's some of some gigs out there that. Um, that are really worth doing. I mean, as the Rex, we this year we did that Latitude Festival. Yeah. And it cost us an absolute fortune. We were there for four days. Mm-hmm. And for four days we went over and we played 25 minutes for that gig. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's Latitude. a lot. For Latitude. Yeah. And it probably cost us a grand and a half in total. <laughs> by, by the time you've got the boats over from the channel lines you've driven there you've got food everything mm. everything involved and it's a huge expense but that was a really good like that was worth it there's yeah. so much stuff comes from those kind of things so you've got to have that you've got to have either the money so you do a corporate and you get loads of and you you've got enough money to be able to afford to do those those gigs which are going to give you that that are going to help yeah, propel you and, and mm. push course, you yeah. or you know you've got to look at it completely different and then you do it fair enough you do it um, free is your thing, but, but I um, think I think if there was yeah, uh, all you need really is a goodwill from a venue. Really, mm. it's just polite to say to a band, even if it's only you know fifty quid that they can pay you, or even you know just food. give you booze, food. But you know, I know that we've played places where um, even like a warm welcome is nice. You know. <laughs> <laughs> This is, you know, set up your stuff here. Is there anything I can get you? Is there any water yeah, that yeah. you need? You know, playing outside in the summer. Um, often you just need water and often you don't give and get given those things, know, yeah. you know. And and so I think it's just treating the artists and bands with a bit of respect. Yeah. Yeah, and there, there, there are some, absolutely right. It's all about attitude. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's definitely and some you things you can kind people. You know, yeah, yeah there, there are some gigs you can turn up to, like festivals, where everything will be there for you. You turn up, you play, um, and that that's fine. But like, if you're a, a young band that wants to start getting paid, I think it's quite important to invest in the equipment that that you need to, to do that. Because if you if you say to a pub, "We're going to play," and you haven't got a PA, you haven't got um, lights and stuff and you haven't got all the equipment you need to, to do the gig and you turn up um, and they pay you and you haven't got the stuff to put on a good show then they're going to not ever invite you back again Yeah. so I think it's mm. like there's the charity um, thing which is you know I think a lot of musicians because it's all about the music at the end of the day people that get into music are they love it you know it's, it's a passion I'm really glad you mentioned that guys <laughs> Um, I know that we've talked about this before. The out of the box compilation album of music from local artists promoting positive mental health and hopefully raising awareness and reducing stigma. As we know, Guernsey Mind 
did this survey uh, at the beginning of this year, 2018, of both Guernsey and Jersey residents asking about people's attitudes about mental health. And 94% of those respondents said that they, they believed there was a, a negative stigma about mental health issues. Really? Whoa, that's big. Wow. 94%. So that triggered a colleague of mine, George, to, to say, let's do an album of music that promotes attitudes towards uh, mental health. And we talked about this in the very first podcast. And now, here today, mm. we've come to a point where that's all done. It's all recorded. Mm. We've got 16 tracks I've listened from, to it. Uh, local artists. Oh, you have, Elliot. Yeah. And, you've done, and, and, and you've done the artwork for it as well. well you, I turned up late done, to that one. Not, <laughs> not only the artwork, but you've done, um, you've put it onto Bandcamp. We've done all that stuff as well. Can you see the artwork? Uh, it's, Yes, you can. If you go onto the Facebook page, Mimi, okay. if you just go to Facebook, if you're part of that, and you just type in out of the box, you'll find the page. Um, and it, it's got pictures and links and stuff like that. So it's going to be released on the 10th of uh, 10th of October to 2018. Um, local acts include Burning at Both Ends, Toby Fuller, The Rex, Nick Dinney, Fly Casual, Flexigan, Kaya Ashton, Tumbleweed, Carbon Stella, Senior Hedge Veg, Ukuladies, um, Ozaris, Between the Signs, Track Not Found, and Tantal. So there's loads of bands on there. Who's Tantal? Never mind. <laughs> but there's even spoken word poetry on there, set to kind of music. There's people who you wouldn't have heard of who have written songs around this specifically for this project I've, I've listening to it I've heard a few people recorded that I've not heard before and it sounds brilliant it's there amazing you go. really there really you good go. it's such a great subject for people to get behind because let's face it mental well-being is just it's part of breakfast cereal it's everybody experiences yeah. some sort Everyone of stress has it. or low mood very, or depression or bipolar personal. or psychosis everyone has ex- experience of that your favourite pop star out there listener experience mental health problems at some point or substance misuse or something like that so it's it's just in ground it's in the human condition so everyone knows so why not talk about it why not celebrate it why why have a stigma about it and this album's going to be released on the 10th and 13th of october of, of this year the charity event which was well, it was a nice segue that you were talking about charities, Greg. Is the uh, the 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 Bean Jar Jamboree? Yes. Fourth annual Bean Jar Jamboree is going to take place at the Cotels this year, Saturday the thirteenth of October between twelve noon and six or sundown. I'll be playing. And you're playing, Greg. You, yeah, you're, which you're is like open the, up the acoustic I'm, I'm stage, like man, apparently the headlining brilliant. act of all the nights. Uh... <laughs> you're the headlining act. If you like, um, <laughs> uh, but, but I mean, and and you very kindly agreeing to pay just from a busking point of view because you promote the event, you're 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 behind the whole idea. You're going to be playing songs to the punters that happen to be moved. It's a free event for all the family. There's loads of stuff going on. There's cows and chickens and ducks and monkeys and goats for the kids to see. There's. There's a playground for the monkey puzzle. There's health. It's the monkeys. There's health and well-being talks. I there's so want a monkey. Board. There's an art <laughs> exhibition. There's a live meet. There's two live music stage. There's a gin bar, and then the release of this musical project, which which involves lots of local musicians. So if you're a local musician and you've contributed, thank you very much. That's great. It's all all about that. 
available on Spotify and iTunes and all that. Mimi, I noticed that you you're holding a ukulele earlier. It's just there. And Greg, I know that you've got a guitar handy as well, which is we've got everything. So Are we going to try and do another? We're just going to play out uh, another just, theme. Yeah, yeah. I want to say. Thank you for listening, dear listener. Thank you. Yeah, you're not singing, Graham. Uh, <coughs> no, I'm not. No, you can slap the box. That's it. Uh, I'll slap my inbox. Okay. Yeah, do that again. Thank you. Can you use the double bass?